So, um, good afternoon. Hopefully everyone's having a relaxing weekend. Um, and they had, that you guys had a great Thanksgiving. Um, as you can tell, I'm still sick. Like my voice is still gone. I don't know, um, what's going on with that, but I wanted to, you know, stick to my schedule if I can and do an episode. So, um, I want to do this this episode um, because I feel like this this chapter kind of stuck out to me and res- resonated with what I'm going through right now, right now, and hopefully it's going you know somebody else can you know relate to it. But before I get into it, I posted on my on the Black and Blonde story um, a clip that I had saved from TikTok, um, and i really i I need to get the book honestly i don't even have the book i thought i had that book that he's talking about it's called a return to love by marianne williamson and it's like reflections on the principles of a course in miracles or love and um so go check that out on my page on my instagram page and maybe i'll just attach it to the post for this episode too just in case you missed the story but um i really liked the message it it struck me because it it talks about why we what does it mean to really be in love and the purpose of love and the purpose of relationships and how there is no perfect person um and that you know the people i'll i'll read a quote from that that i can post on the page too and it says um there is no and this can be Mr. or Mrs. There is no Mr. or Mrs. Right because there is no Mr. or Mrs. Wrong. There is whoever is in front of us and the perfect lef- lessons to be learned from that person. And that in combination with the the excerpt that the guy reads in the the path in the um video that I'm talking about, it, it really struck me and my ego because I think a lot of the times it's easier to to avoid relationships or being in love because you're like, oh, this person is not exactly what I'm looking for. But there's no, like it says, there is no perfect person and no one's going to be exactly what you're looking for. And I think a lot of times our ego uses that as an excuse to not have to reveal who we are and um, and with the fear of possible rejection because a lot of times like when you get to know someone it's it takes time to get to know people you know like yes you can know someone in a few months and be like oh this is the person that I want to be with but I think that sometimes what I've learned just from my own personal experiences and other people around me is I people change and they reveal who they are slowly while they're still learning who they are and so when you're in a relationship or you're in love, that's always a choice because as this person changes, whether that be for quote unquote better or for worse, you have a choice to, to decide whether you want to stick with this this person, this situation, and this form of love or not. So I think that's partly of what he's, what he's saying in the thing, but I, I would say go watch it, go watch it. Um, it definitely struck me and it's like, made me think about just habits like bad habits of running being the runner and or looking for a reason of why something's not going to work out because it's easier to do that than to like reveal yourself and potentially get hurt 
And so something that I know I talk about on here, you know, before. So anyway, check that out. I'll, I'll post it on the page. But to to get to this episode, um, I'm going to read, I think, possibly two different chapters, depending on time. But the one, the first chapter that stuck out to me, again, this is from the book 101 Essays That Will Change the Way You Think by Brianna Weiss. So this one is trying to make sense of your life is what's actually holding you back. This one I felt I needed to talk about because I was about to read the chapter for myself. Currently right now, I've been trying to make sense of a lot of things that is going on in my life, whether they be in the physical realm, but also in the spiritual realm and like just the way that my life is heading. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> and um, a lot of times it's it's... It's not really making sense. And so I want to see what this has to say about why trying to make sense of your life is is what's holding you back. So it says, you should try to make sense of your feelings. You should tr- you should trace the lines of your thinking, find the genesis of your innermost beliefs and make sure they're really yours. You should make lists of the things you do and don't value. You should ask yourself what you most feel you are lacking. Then look at how little you're giving them. But you should stop trying to make sense of your life. Doing so is trying to make sense of the trajectory as though it's something that controls you, not the opposite way around. Doing so is applying the life you have to the person you were. Using logic and being mindful are not the same thing as trying to make sense. The former is methodical. It uses a grounded awareness to enact your true desires, while the latter is looking at the product of those actions and wondering how they got that way. There are questions to which answers may not exist. There are answers that just create more questions, solutions that only can be made from having lived something out, seen it through, tried. The best things will not make sense, not initially at least. Love is not logical. Grace and joy and beauty rarely are either. That doesn't mean you cannot use logic to work with them, just that to fully see them, you need to use a different point of understanding. All things in their purest state are confusingly, singularly standing. They are magical because they are mysterious. They have unknown origins and palpable endings, and there is nothing to do but to live them and to see. People who waste their lives search for reasons to love rather than ways to love. Hmm. I'll read that one again. People who waste their lives search for reasons to love rather than ways to love. They try to create avenues through which they can justify their happiness rather than just letting themselves feel it for anything. They try to wield misguided logic to hold back from their happiness rather than facilitate it. There will, there will be things you understand immediately, effects for which the causes are entirely consciously yours. There will be things that happen in your life that you know you've chosen and then others that seem to be the opposite of what you'd want. Those things are just as important, if not so more. There are things that have reasons that will reveal themselves to you immediately. There are things that you won't understand for years and years to come. There are things that you'll look back on and say, I never understood why that was. Sorry, hold on. Um... 
and yet that will not make it any less so. Sometimes the point is to experience not knowing and confusion. What is born of your uncertainty is sometimes more important than not having been certain in the first place. You may never know whether or not you're meant to be in the city you live in, but you will live there anyway because you have chosen to. You won't know whether or not you're meant to be with someone until you try. You'll keep seeking comfort in the things that hurt you because you've yet to step into the discomfort of something new, something better, something unknown and foreign and not aligned with what you once thought you wanted. That does not make it wrong or bad. It just means you didn't anticipate it. You didn't know well enough to have chosen it. Trying to make sense of your life is trying to see if the old story checks out. If the person you once were would be happy with the life they lead today. You're looking for answers in people that don't exist. Clarity comes from doing, not thinking about doing. A good life comes from choosing to work with what you have, accepting that you don't always choose what you work with, but knowing you're always given what you need to use, especially when you don't realize you need to use it. Um, all right, so I'm going to digest that. I'm, I'm trying to... Sorry. All right. Um, I was trying to put my phone on, did not disturb, but I can't get it on. So, all right. So I, I want to go back to this part where it says, people who waste their lives search for reasons to love rather than ways to love. I feel like that ties into what I'm talking about with that clip from the guy, because it's like a lot. Of, I think that is moving an ego. Because you're like, all right, I get to know this person. Eh, I don't think I'm going to really, they're not the person for me because A, B, and C. Versus like getting to know them. Maybe they might, they're not perfect, but um, you can use, or not use, but you can just try to love them. And that is helpful to you because you're practicing the art of the, the art of love and just practicing what it means to love someone in different ways. Everybody has different love languages. And so, you know, I don't think it's like meant for us to only find people who match your love language, right? And, or, or I only, you know, only dating people who have the same love languages. So then it's easier for you to, <coughs> excuse me, love them versus coming across someone who's complete opposite and you know you might be words of affirmation and physical touch they might be um acts of service and you know I don't know something else but um that's pushing you out of your comfort zone um and you're just learning a new way to love right because even if that relationship doesn't work or last then you now you know how to to do that for someone and the next person that you meet might have those same love languages and now you're experiencing it so I think just kind of like what it's saying just to enjoy where you are and not try to make sense of so much because what you're trying to make sense of doesn't exist anymore I like that part because it's saying your past you no longer exists um I'm going to try to, I think I still have it saved. There's a TikTok that I found that I really, really, I liked it. It's a, it's kind of a sad message, but it's also like really 
powerful. And I'm not sure what the movie clip is from. It's maybe it's some kind of kids movie or something. But and the guy is talking about like depression or something. I think it was depression. But really, it was like the audio is like the old you is watching the grown you or the person, the new you that has been through something and you survived and you grew and you became a better woman or man and you're they're like running to the light right and not necessarily light doesn't have to be death it could just be the next phase in their life or you know their neck they're awakening their next step to their happiness and um he he looks back and he's like oh like you know aren't you coming and it's like no you go ahead um you know, take her to the moon for me or something. I don't know, but I'll have to find the clip. But the point of it is it's, I like how the person depicted it because it was like the old him that was still trying to figure out life and stuff like that. And then, and learn lessons. And then the new him has learned the lesson and they're going to the next phase and they're in happiness, but they can't take the old you with you. And so I think it made me think of that because of what it's saying in this in this um, chapter, like trying to make sense of your life is trying to see if the old story checks out. If the person you once were would be happy with the life that they lead today. You're looking for answers in people that don't exist. And it's true because the old you no longer exists. Once you, you know, step into that next phase of your life, you do let go of that old version of yourself. So... Um, yeah, what else does it say? I was going to read the next chapter, but I might just stick with this. Um, um, I don't know. All right. I, I, I think that's it for that chapter. But the next one is how to detox your mind without having to go completely off the grid. Oh, shoot. Okay. Though we have miles to go in terms of learning what it means to take care of our bodies, we've even further behind, we're even further behind on how to take care of our minds. Our brains construct our experiences and there are so many factors that alter and shift our perspectives that are completely in our control, but totally out of our awareness. Here are a few things you can do to detox your mind, deprogram and wipe, wipe the slate clean now and again. Number one. Travel to assimilate to culture, alter your base point concept of normal. What it will show you is how many behaviors, values, beliefs you've unconsciously adopted from your surroundings and ways you can change them. Number two, create physical solutions for emotional problems. People default on the idea that one emotion will cancel out or fix another. If you're upset, seek a high to eliminate it. But negative emotions are just calls to action that are being ignored. There are little mental gymnastics and a lot of justification. Detoxing your mind is letting go of emotional highs in place of creating actual solutions. Number three, you know that emotional toxicity is born of mental resistance. Instead of trying to create a certain emotional experience for yourself, if I do this and this, I will feel this way. Try to practice complete acceptance of whatever you feel in the moment. Mental resistance keeps you in your emotional discomfort, even if it numbs for a minute. 
Number four, identify your tethers. The problems that are in front of you are actually behind you. They are cracks in your foundation that are holding you back. Stop trying to dismantle symptoms. Go back and identify the causes. Hmm. Number five, go for a long drive and let yourself get lost. Drive through neighborhoods you never would have known existed. See how other people live. See them come home from work and whether their living rooms look like what their living rooms look like from the outside. It will comfort you in that you'll realize how small you are in a more practical way than just staring at the ocean. You don't know what you don't know. Number six, rearrange your furniture. Your brain constructs your experience through props and signals that those props fire off. You are continually subconsciously triggering negative or stagnant associations because of how your brain processes your surroundings. Change them. Change how you think. Change what you feel. Number seven, do a mental purge. Just write down whatever weird thoughts continually cross your mind or the little incoherent bits that are clogging your head. Just getting them out will give you relief. Number eight, restructure your digital life. It's not realistic or desirable to a lot of people to be forever disconnected, but it's also not realistic to keep things that don't serve you positively in your social feeds and expect it not to affect you. Instead of just unfollowing what you don't want to see, follow positive accounts, groups, organizations, publications that you do. Number nine, notice your unconscious movements. Notice your feet walking and how you are not deciding to lift each one up and forward and yet because your mind said okay self let's get to this point today you began to consider your morning intentions similarly number 10 cleanse your space emotionally consider the emotional attachment you have to the things you keep around you did you buy those clothes to be someone you're not do you have decor around your apartment that you got during a particularly crappy time in your life let those things go but decide what to let go by thinking about what they make you feel Number 11, place yourself. Make a chart with three columns and on the left, write everything you feel you've accomplished in your life. And in the middle, write down what your daily life entails. And then on the right, put what those consistent habits will lead to, what you hope to do in the future. It helps you focus on the big picture. Getting lost in minute usually causes people anxiety. Number 12, Shift your physical position every time you start falling back into toxic thought cycles. This basically creates a new experience for your body and refocuses you in the moment. And it's simple enough to do at your desk at work. Number 13, stretch your brain. Pick up a book on something that interests you and learn more about it. Look at research on something you have a theory about. Learn to love learning through actively engaging with things that naturally interest you. If nothing else, it will make you a bit more aware of the world. Number 14, reevaluate the extent of your connected disconnectedness. If the bulk of your relationships happen digitally that aren't long distance, and you haven't had a conversation in person without being interrupted by a phone in a long enough time, evaluate how much you're prioritizing people in your life and realize that screens over people is basically the same way Wait, people is basically the best way to create an extremely anxious lifestyle for yourself. Number 15, identify what your addictions are keeping you distracted from. Most things people struggle with are addictions in some form. A thing you keep doing, though you don't really want to. Understand that addiction is a disconnection from yourself. And a disconnection from yourself is born of something present that you think you can't face.
Learn to let good enough not be the opposite of perfect. If there is one thing that will give you the most mental, emotional relief, it is in letting good enough be good enough. 17. Dismantle the parts of your life that are solely performative. The thing is that most of what clogs our mind is all the unnecessary effort we put into constructing a life that seems a little more palatable, a little more noble, a little better than someone else's, so therefore good enough. But, accompl- but it accomplishes the opposite of what we intend. We place ourselves further from a genuinely happy experience, which is in accepting that life is small and simple and more than enough. Though through grandiose ideas and attachments that end up making us into characters, not people. Number 18, write down what you hate about other people. Hmm. This is what you need to change about yourself, your life, but are resisting too much to actually do something about. Know that it's often not a surface level issue. You don't hate your annoying neighbor because she always bothers you for lunch and you secretly bother other people for lunch. You hate her because she acts as though she's desperate for love and you feel that way too, but avoid it because you think it's embarrassing. This is a cheat sheet to seeing what's actually wrong in your life. It's important because completely understanding the problem is the same thing as knowing the solution. If you don't know what to do, you don't know what's wrong. If you don't know what's wrong, it's because some part of you is resisting seeing it. Oof. Mm, that one. Mm. Yeah, I like that one. Because that's true. That's definitely something that I've learned with psychology. It's like what you don't like about other people is more than likely what you don't like about yourself. Or something within you that you need to to change or work on, right? Because if you think this person is annoying because they don't show enough affection or something, or maybe not that, but they're not like emotionally available. You see that a lot where people say you attract emotionally unavailable people because you yourself are emotionally unavailable and you are comfortable in that type of space um, or setting and love and stuff. So um yeah I liked that that part so yeah um that's a lot to digest you know it's a lot to to think about but hopefully it's helpful because um I don't know I just think it's it's important to detox detox your mind detox your body you know it's a way to get more in tune with yourself and you know get yourself ready for the next phase of your life um and i think it's very important and imperative that we learn you you should learn the your body you know learn your learn the body learn the human body and how it works learn how the brain works how we um how you yourself how do you interpret information how do you digest information how does your body store information um you know and to be in tune with yourself to see how you have changed throughout the years and different maybe strategies or things that you need to do differently to be able to still do so i know how i think one of the things it said about reading and i'm I've been, I think I've mentioned it on here before and I was talking to my sister about it yesterday, how as I've gotten older, I've been struggling with reading. Like I don't even, you hit, I mean, I'm not really embarrassed, but it's not that I can't read. (laughs) I can read, you know what I'm saying? But even when I was reading these, like 
when I'm reading these to you guys, I struggle a little bit with like pronunciation or just, um, you know, reading. (laughs) And I think that's partly just my brain. Like I, I just, sometimes I'm just an overload and I think a lot of times my brain is moving faster than my mouth or vice versa. I'm getting older and I'm not like old and decrepit, but uh, it's more so like just being able to understand what I'm reading and it's not something that I do every day. So uh, I do read every day, technically, if I'm reading like online or something like that, but more so like with my mouth, like reading out loud. I don't read out loud anymore. I don't really read books anymore. I've been trying to that's why I like this book, like being able to just read a chapter out loud because my attention span is not always there anymore. And um, yeah, I, I forget where I was going with that. See? <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Um, I don't know. But <laughs> um, yeah, hopefully that was helpful to you guys. Um, I, I definitely want to thank you guys for just for always for listening you know um I know maybe sometimes my episodes and stuff I'm just kind of like I'm not trying to ramble it's just like I said it's a lot of stuff in my head that I try to get out and within these couple of minutes of the episode because I don't like to like drag it on and talk about nothing um but I really do appreciate the support and you guys listening and those who like send me dms and stuff like that and uh repost and and stuff like that or just being an active listener and just listening every time i release something is very helpful to me and um i'm taking it into consideration within moving into the next year of the different things that i want to do and i will be sharing that just like i i do want to get it together first before i share the information but just know that i i am working on some new things for black hippie lounge so i'm excited to see how it turns out and how it grows and just to have to put in the work as a new form of work that i'll be doing so um with a with the podcast um slash business and brand so i'm excited um to, to really get that to get that going and um to be able to share that with you all and you know hopefully you guys like it and as usual i will take any you know feedback and uh kind of go from there but as always hope you guys have a great rest of your weekend um i'm your host chanel this is the black hippie lounge um rate and review the podcast follow on instagram or tiktok at black hippie lounge and you know you can follow it on apple music or apple podcast i'm sorry or spotify podcast like rate and review the podcast is very very appreciated if you do it just helps other people be able to find the podcast too and grow the podcast um so yeah i hope you have a great rest of your day as always meditate manifest invest in you and take care meditate manifest invest in you Join me on my spiritual journey as I elevate myself and like-minded listeners to a higher level mentally, physically, and spiritually. Thank you for listening. This is Black Hippie Lounge, and I am your host, Chanel.